Welcome to Millennial Pagan Podcast, the podcast that's discussing issues and hot topics influencing the pagan world from a millennial perspective. We're your hosts, Autumn Wolf and Jara Stone, and uh, we have a returning guest. Uh, now, uh, pretty much, it's just just him this time. We don't have the full the full brood, right? But we got Tim back. Uh, you guys remember from the uh, polyamory uh, episode? Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Tim. Hello, Hello Tim. Tim. Hello. I am also being very subdued right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we were dying so bad yes. that T was like, "Can we start recording? Can, can, can we let's just, like let's start just, recording? Let's do this." Right. The, 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 this is this is what happens when we have uh, when we have Tim in, in studio. It takes us like thirty minutes to actually start recording. Yes. Well, I mean, it's only been six minutes since he said, "Let's start recording." So that's not terrible. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a laugh fest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is like the twentieth take. I've got about 20 minutes of pre-roll, just FYI. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> anyway, we asked Tim to return because Tim is a histo- historian? Yeah, historian. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I had this brilliant idea of having October episodes be all about, like, spooky witchy stuff. Because, you know, we're spooky witches. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. And, um... Now we've decided that because this topic is so extensive and Tim really dug his heels in and learned so much that he's going to write a book about it, (laughs) that um, this is going to be two episodes. So part one of Witch Trial History. Yeah. Oh, they're looking at me like I should say something. (laughs) So Tim wants to reintroduce himself because it's not just a coming of witch story. It's a coming of history. That's true. Um, so yeah, hi, I'm Tim. Um, those of you who heard me before, I was in the polyamory chat, um, with my lovely wife and our girlfriend. Uh, we're also part of a band called Far From Home, which is awesome. Yes. Agreed. And, um, this, this journey of mine, um, started honestly and truly back when I was, um, in high school. I mean, really and truly. Um, back then I was still very much, um, the Joe Christian going to church every Sunday, every Wednesday for choir practice. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that lifestyle. It's just, uh, there was something that never quite set right with me personally. And so I started looking at, um, other things that you know people believed in and everything and i stumbled across druidism which then turned me into uh looking more at the history of why why do christians believe everything that they believe where did all of this come from and so that started the um transformation to come out of the broom closet yay mm-hmm. and um <laughs> Hello, I'm a witch. No, um, it's pretty, it's pretty much how it happened. Yeah, I know, too. right? Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. by the way, mom, I'm a witch. Um, Mine was <laughs> stumble, stumble, stumble. <laughs> I'm up for business, bitches. Right. I mean, witches. Witches. Whoops. Witches. Yeah. yeah. Um, after high school, got married, got divorced, got married again, got divorced, moved out to Arizona. Didn't get married for a while. <laughs> yeah. Learned your lesson, did you? Learned my lesson. And, you know. Um, Growth period. Exactly. And during all of that time, I w- it was a time period of self-reflection and everything for me to figure out what exactly I believed in and what um, what made sense to me. 
And um, what helped me with that was going through history. So seven or eight years ago, I went back to college to start earning my history and degree, um, which I did graduate in 2016. God, really? Or was it 17? Ah, wow. It's been a while. Um, I graduated recently with my BA in history with a minor in religion. And the majority of the classes that I ended up taking were either medieval or Jewish or witches. Hmm. Yeah. Witches. Yeah. Uh, ASU has a fantastic program. Uh, their history program there, in my opinion, is probably one of the best because it's very diverse. It's not just your standard military history and remember dates and facts and which king seceded whom and all of that stuff. I mean, that, that all of that is very important about history, but you're just getting the raw data. You're not getting the context. Mm -hmm. And to me, as a historian, it's very important to understand the context of why things happened. Mm -hmm. So my capstone paper that I did uh, was about the Salem witch trials. And I was like, dude, there's a fucking class on Salem shit. Yeah, I'm going to take it. I just said fucking shit. <laughs> You and me out about bitches. Yeah, well, because bitches, man. Oh, damn it. No. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? There we go. Throw out ass and we're done. Okay. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. Titties. So <laughs> Trash can full of words. <laughs> Trash can full of words. <laughs> we're just picking it's, through it. Throw them yeah, over our shoulder. Dirty word salad now. Yes. Let's just Penis. toss that salad around and just have some food. No. Um. <laughs> you don't have enough scrotum in your side, sir. I'm so sorry. Let me put some more penis and scrotum in there. And Thank don't you. let me ruin it with too much taint, though. Because, right. you know, just a dash of taint and you're good. Yep. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> how to make a perfect tossed salad according to the jail system. No. Um. Wait. <laughs> Later, there's a finger in my salad. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're talking about the justice system, but we're not getting Ooh. into corrections yet. Ooh. Okay. All right. I think I'm good. <laughs> and our sound guy has tapped out for the day. I'm good. We're done. All right. So. Um, we got I... two full episodes here, people. Yes. <laughs> so I decided to take this class on Salem Witch Trials. And um, basically the end goal was to write a paper that dealt with something with the Salem witch trials and other classes that I had previously taken were things like the ancient Greek religion and um, Jews in antiquity talking about the historical origin of the Jewish people, not necessarily the Jewish faith. Um, and then of course that I, I, it, I have taken so many Jewish classes at ASU. I could have had a second degree in Jew Jewish studies. Um, mm. I didn't necessarily want to say a minor in Judaism because that's just weird because, you know, little Jewish kids creep me out. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally <laughs> kidding. There's nothing wrong with Jewish kids. Um, I mean, I guess that's better than my minor. <laughs> yeah. My major was criminology. My minor yeah. was criminal justice administration because wow. I just kept taking too many criminal justice yeah. courses. They were like, yeah. we have to hand you another degree. Yeah. That, that's what happened with me at MCC um, when I was getting my um, associate's I walked up and they handed me three diplomas. And I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> what did I do to get this? And they were like, you just took a lot of classes. Yeah. And and, and, and I'm, I was one of those weird ones that always looked to see if I could like double and triple dip in my classes to see if I can, you know, get more credits in 
other areas of study because I'm I'm just gonna say it. I'm coming out of the the closet now. I'm a Ravenclaw. <gasps> <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I've even done the weird, you know, what combo houses are you? And I ended up being Ravenclaw with the sight of Ravenclaw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't I can, know I can see that. Yeah, um, I've been Gryffindor my whole entire like childhood mm-hmm. on, and now people are like, "But you're so puff." Yeah, and I'm like, angry badger with a sight of lion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that totally. It's, it's that it's that fine Danish blood. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, so I took this class and my main paper was to compare certain ancient cultic practices to what they considered witchcraft in Salem. Um, and when I, and I have to throw out some definitions here because, um, number one, religion, when it comes to ancient practices, is not a word that anybody should ever use. And the reason why is because religion actually comes from the Latin word religio, which means order. And um, religio really didn't deal with anything until after the Catholic Church started taking over. So, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And they were like, ah! do your words and smacking you with the you know the knuckle crackers and all of that stuff um so when you're talking about the ancient world you really should not use the word religion you should use the word cultic practices because um oh i have a quote oh hold on where is it um yeah i know this is this is going to be the whole thing is hold on um wait cut that out the term religion does not fit into what the ancient people practiced it was more cult based specifically in ancient Greece with the peoples of the Mycenaean and the Minoan civilizations. Uh, the term cult identifies a pattern of ritual behavior in connection with specific objects within a framework of spatial and temporal coordinates. Rituals would include, but are not necessarily limited to, prayer, sacrifices, votive off- uh, offerings, blah, 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 blah. Um, whereas religion is more organized with specific books dogma and a hierarchy so that is what this entire where everything started to go wrong so pretty much politicizing uh practices yes politicizing practices um and if you had to pick a specific point in time when um everything started to go in different directions it would have been um, the year 319, with the Edict of Milan. Um, this was written by Emperor Constantine, who was in charge of the Holy Roman Empire at that point in time. He And even though he was in charge of the Holy Roman Empire, he was still very pagan himself. He still believed in the old Roman practices and, you know, uh, prayed to Jupiter and um, yeah, Venus and all of, the, all of the different deities at that point in time. And this is 300 years after... The birth, uh, well, the birth, I have to say, with the quoting marks, even air though. Quotes. Yes, air quotes. The birth of Yeshua of Nazareth, which a lot of people know him by his Greek name, Jesus. Um, <laughs> segue. <laughs> um, I wrote a paper in a history of the New Testament um, class that I took, which was fascinating because they were looking at it from an archaeological standpoint, Ooh. not necessarily from a religious standpoint. I'm telling you, ASU has some great classes. Um, 
But on the first little introduction thing, uh, we had to fill out, you know, why are you taking this class? So many people were like, because I love God. And he just spoke to me to take this class. Drop this class now. Yeah, right. Um, And I was like, well, I've all my my introduction was, yes, I'm a history major with a religious minor. um, And, uh, um, you know, I've been studying the works of Yeshua of Nazareth, which many people call him Jesus by his Greek name. And I went on for a while, and somebody was like, Yesh was not his name. His name is Jesus. <laughs> Pretty much everybody in that class had that voice in my head as I was reading <laughs> through their responses. And I'm like, oh, honey. Even the guys. Oh, honey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with people who firmly believe in Christianity. I have a problem with people who blindly mm-hmm. believe. And... Even if you go into a Jewish synagogue and talk to a rabbi, the rabbi will tell you question everything. Yep. And if you have questions, come talk to me because I've got answers. No. And um, then typically they would have an answer. And part of my problem with growing up in the Christian church in the faith was if I had a question, well, why do we do communion every Sunday? Oh, because God told us to because it's in the Bible or this is what we've always done or, you know, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's blind faith. It's it's just doing what you're told, which is what religions were there to do, to make you do as you were told. Ha, tied it back in. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so then I had to find out, you know, how did it go from ancient cultic practices to in 1690s being the absolute worst thing in the world, a.k.a. satanic witchcraft? How did it go- evolve that way? And the only way to do that is to look at the paper trail. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is, thankfully, because of the Catholic Church, there is a huge paper trail that you can follow with all of the um, papal edicts and the bulls that they wrote and um, other works that came out. Um, and this, once again, all starts in 319. They loved writing about themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so 319, Constantine says, hey, these guys, this this young upstart church, the Christians, they're not bad. We should let them do their worship. That's fine. We don't care. We will not persecute them or the Jews anymore. So they can live in the Roman lands and not be put to death anymore. That's what the, that's what the, um, edict of Milan said. And then in 325, um, Constantine was, you know, between between then and 325, Constantine was like, hey, this Christianity is not bad. Maybe we should all be Christian. So he converted to Christianity, and um, the Council of Nicaea happened. Hey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and the Council of Nicaea is, if you could say, the starting point of the burning years, that's it right there. Because... Let's see all these things written about women. Uh-huh. Toss them. Toss them. Throw them away. Lilith, yeah. throw her away. Yeah. Mary Magdalene, throw her away. Mary, throw her yeah. away. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and really and truly what it started off to do for those people who don't know is they sat down to define what each Catholic church should believe and have one Bible. Because at that point, there were like... 30 different Bibles, because, I mean, you have to think historically, they didn't have printers like we do nowadays. That wasn't until the 1500s, but that's another story. Um, so 
there were monks sitting in these cells all day long with low visibility, seeing, being able to see, and they had to handwrite everything. I like this story best, so I'm putting it yeah, here in my exactly. Bible. Exactly. And, I mean, there were even... <laughs> segway. Um, there were small events or uh, occurrences where the monks even got bored with what they were doing and they started doodling in the margins oh wow <laughs> yeah and i can't have sex yeah I right i can't do this i can't do that but i'm gonna draw a picture of boobs yeah <laughs> oh shit yeah. my boss is coming by oh, God. Look like a puppy. Flip, flip flip all right we're good now boss is gone flip 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 and now we're gonna draw a cat next to the boobs so um <laughs> It's some crazy shit. Um, so, Council of Nicaea literally fucked the pagans. Yep. Um, because it not only defined what the Catholic Church believed in, but it also defined what they didn't believe in. And so, that's when you get the word heretic. It comes roughly from the Council of Nicaea. And a heretic, um, by definition, is a person who is in the Catholic Church that does not exactly believe every single thing that the Catholics are supposed to believe in. Um, I believe I'm sitting in with a couple heretics right now, so it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, three of them. Exactly. Um, that's fine. I gotta go now. Bye. It's a room full of heretics. I fear for my life. Somebody send cookies. Um, <laughs> and milk. <laughs> so um, there's your starting point. And that's where this tale is going to begin. And I know it's going to be rambly and there's going to be some dips and turns. So please ask me questions if you need clarification. Because I've been studying this stuff for a long time. All right. So um, another thing that we need to discuss is Satan. Satan? Um, and the only reason why I say that is because this is specifically satanic witchcraft, which was poo-pooed on in the midi Middle Ages all the way up through the Renaissance, culminating in the Salem Witch Trials. Stop sleeping with that Salem, Yeah, now. I know, right? Not um, even a condom can help you with that evil. <laughs> so, I haven't fully fleshed out this question for the book yet, um, mostly because there's that's another huge rabbit hole. I mean, um, according to rabbinic Judaic texts, Satan is not a specific mythological entity. And I have to say mythologic because, you know, we don't, he had never actually lived. Um, and Whereas I know. We believe Yasuo yeah, did. Yeah. And there are people who believed it. And that's what mythology is. You know, uh, mythology is just an ancient religion. And Judaism is an ancient religion. So in the, um, in the book of Genesis, they talk about um, Satan, according to, Later translations. The original word was Hasetin. Hasetin literally just means adversary. So Satan as an entity is not actually believed in by the Jewish people, or at least, you know, from what I understand, I can't necessarily speak for all of the Jewish people, because Satan, quote fingers, is just the adversary. That's all it is. So, I mean, if uh, if if you were to punch me in the face, all of a sudden I could yell Hasatin because you are my adversary now, and we can get into a battle because that's what they did. So, also according to the ancient Jewish rabbinic texts, 
um, they talk about Lucifer Morningstar, who was God's right-hand angel at one point in the history of the cosmos. And um, Lucifer (gasps) started questioning God and asking, why are we doing these things? And a rebellion ensued. And it was literally, quote unquote, half of the heavenly host against the other half. So we're talking like, you know, the Civil War just on a grander scale. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucifer and his followers were defeated eventually, and he was cast out of heaven along with all of the angels that fought with him. When he was cast out of heaven, it, the story varies there whether he was actually cast down into Sheol, which is the underworld, which. Um, in the 13th century became hell um, by Dante Alighieri. Um, Thanks, Dante. Yeah, right? You and your seven levels. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it it was either he went down into Sheol, which is the underworld, or he he and his followers roamed across the surface of the earth. Now, when you get into the book of Enoch, which is an apocryphal book of the Bible, and it is not a part of the Catholic canon, um you get a different story of Noah's Ark wherein they talk about the Nephilim. The Nephilim were the Watchers, a.k.a. a a different branch of angels that were sent down to Earth to watch over humanity as they were growing. Oddly enough, in the Noah's Ark movie that was put out fairly recently... Um, the one where there was creepy dad on daughter thingies going on. Yep. Ah! That's actually biblical. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, they actually, they showed the Nephilim, but in that movie, they were these giant rock things. Yeah. Weird. I but like man. according to the book of Enoch, the Nephilim were human enough. They were super tall, but they were human enough to be able to reproduce with human women. And so because of that act, that sin, so to speak, they were told never to come back, ever. And they had to perish along with the rest of everybody in the flood. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because the God of the Old Testament was very vengeful. Yeah. They called him El. El? Yeah, E-L. El. Wow. Yeah. Um, which was an ancient, also an, uh, the same name as an ancient like Babylonian or Assyrian god who was a storm god. And many of the pictures that you see of El have a really big white curly beard and white curly hair. Hmm, I wonder where that mm. yeah, moved to. Mm-hmm. So the Nephilim, they, some say that the Nephilim were part of the rebellious angels that were thrown out of heaven. Some say that they were a different sect altogether. It's there's there's still a lot of speculation and conjecture because I mean this is like super BCE before Common Era that things were going down. So, it keeps so, losing angels. Yeah. So so kind of like uh, like they were kind of like a third party. They didn't really side with anybody. But yeah. Because God saw that he's like, yeah, you guys, you didn't help me out. Bye. Yeah. Pretty much. And yeah. you're doing things that I told and you then, not to. Mm-hmm. Now. And then they started boning the natives and popping out babies. Yeah. You know, as you do. I I can't claim these. I don't have enough like inheritance to give to grandchildren. Are you crazy? Right. Um. So, yeah, Satan is a, an important part of how um satanic witchcraft came to be. Um. I'm gonna be looking into that for later. Um. Further on in my research.
So things to things to look at later would be the Book of Enoch, which you can easily find PDF forms online. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Torah, the Kabbalah. Um, once again, easily find those online. Um, oh gosh, timeline. There's so much that goes on in the timeline. That's going to be a huge part of this. So we're going to start with the Council of Nicaea after the break and go from there to somewhere. I don't know where we're going to end up, but we'll, we'll yeah, keep going on with this line. So pretty much once, once this uh, minecart starts going, just hold on for dear life? Yes, yes. Think, think of uh, Temple of Doom mm-hmm. and uh, try not to shit yourselves, folks. That's why this is going to be a two-parter. Yeah. So we will be... <laughs> Two. <laughs> we'll be right back after this short break. Millennial Pagan Podcast is exclusively supported by Patreon. Listeners like you can gain great benefits from your favorite show, such as... At $1 a month, you get a personalized shout-out at the end of the next full-length episode. At $5 a month, you receive a thank you card in the mail with Millennial Pig and Podcast button and sticker enclosed. Additionally, $5 a month supporters have access to our monthly 30-minute minisodes. Patreon supporters are also the first to learn about new and exciting updates to Millennial Pig and Podcast. More benefits and exclusive content to come. All right, and we're back from that break. Uh, we got we got the water, we got the seatbelts on. Uh, we're in the mine cart, and I think we're ready to kind of go in this uh, this deep dive yeah. into the burning times. The burning times. So before I do this, I have I have a little story to tell. When I was speaking with my um, academic advisor about my paper that I wrote uh, for my capstone, I know. She had this concerned, crazy look on her face because I was doing the Charlie Day meme where I've got like the what the board up with the lines oh, and everything. Yeah. And I was like, but over here and then this and then that. And she's just like, it only needs to be 37 pages, dear. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I pared it down to 12 because I cut out a lot of stuff, thankfully. And that was also the bare minimum that it had to be. So I was good with that, um, you know, with cover and like citations it ended up being like 16 anyway um (laughs) yeah and that was just for one class and and that yeah so since then um i've uncovered a whole bunch of other stuff and like just recently i was rereading through the paper and i'm like oh I forgot about increased Mather and Cotton Mather and I forgot about the Mathers and cases of conscience and I forgot this and I forgot that. And I realized I didn't need to have these in the book because that was during Salem and I'm not going to be in the book discussing Salem. I'm going to be what led up to Salem. Yes. Um, Because, I mean, when you look at all of the different... um, academic and secular books that have been put out about Salem. They discuss, you know, the witches, of course. They discuss why it started. Um, There's even a book that deals with the socioeconomic climate in that time period. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the big things in the book was if you look at the people who were accused versus the accusers, most of the accusers were rich. And the accusees were not, but the accusees had better land, so the accusors wanted to get their land. Hmm. 
So that was a really interesting take as to, you know, why Salem happened and it was as bad as it was. Um, so we are going to start this roller coaster ride um, shortly. Well, not really shortly, but um, in the year ish 900 AD, um, when the Canon Episcopi was written, which was a um, kind of a rebuttal to St. Augustine of Hippo, you know, all hail St. Augustine. Um, he actually has a lot of really great works that he wrote. Um, he wrote his main works, which was City of God, um, as well as his Confessions, which was the first autobiography that was ever written and kept around. Basically, it was him going, I'm such a terrible sinner. My life sucked. And these are the choices that I made. Don't do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know, like, in the first few chapters, he starts bitching about these pears that he stole from his neighbor. And it wasn't because he didn't have any pears, because his mom was growing pears. But the neighbor's pears were bigger and juicier and more plump and tastier. And it was wrong to take them. So they made it taste better. And, yeah, he goes on this rant about the pears, the pears, the pears, the pears. And it's like, Jesus. It's always better still. Let it go. (laughs) So... Um, Canon Episcopi was written, and uh, um, St. Augustine says that witchcraft did not exist, and that to teach that was a reality in itself, false and a um, heretical teaching. So, Regino of Prume wrote the Canon Episcopi. Yeah, Prume. Mm. I was about to say, these <laughs> sound like fake names. Yeah, I know, right? No, these are for reals, peoples. Um He says specifically, um, the Holy Church must be cleansed of the pest of the devil. It is also not to be admitted that some uncertain or unconstrained women, preserved by Satan, seduced by illusions of phantasm and demons, believe and openly profess in the dead of the night that they ride upon certain beasts with the pagan goddess Diana, with a council horde of women, and in the silence of the dead of night, to fly over vast tracts of country and to obey her commands as their mistress and to be summoned to her service on other nights. So the Canon Episcopi basically is saying, this is what witches are doing. And it's all in league with the pagan goddess Diana, also known as Artemis in the Greek pantheon. This, this is also later on in witch lore, um, but they, and I've, I've read many different articles about this. They say that witches ride on brooms and they have, you know, this became a popular myth that witches fly around on brooms. Um, and the, and where they could trace this back to was, um, oh, I don't remember which edict it was, but they were talking about how witches would anoint their broom shafts with different herbal tinctures and medicine. And use those as um, <clears throat> toys to, uh, you know, be able to put the herbs up inside them uterinally. And there would be certain uh, hallucinogenic and psychotropic qualities to these herbs. So they felt like they were flying on their broomsticks. And I know, archaeologically speaking, somebody actually got a hold of an old broom that had those herbs and stuff on it and was able to do a chemical analysis to corroborate that, yes, 
when when they say that witches flew around on brooms, they were just fucking themselves. Okay, then. <laughs> so there is actual archaeological hist- proof of this. Yes. And somebody in the church wrote it down. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's an actual thing. That's an actual thing. <laughs> yes. Harry Potter's so weird right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ron, let me give you a ride on my Nimbus 2000. Oh, Harry, that's amazing. <laughs> Ooh, I, I feel like I'm flying. Draco, Draco, you have to try my Nimbus 2000. Suck it, Potter. I have a Nimbus 2000 in I've got my own Nimbus 2000, you little bastard. Well, that's why the, the, the Nimbus toy vibrates now. Oh, my God. Put it in second gear. True facts mm-hmm. brought to you by Papa Dill. Um, <laughs> Bloopers? No, that's, that's saying the show. <laughs> that was such a serious nope. Yeah. <laughs> Real showtime. So, um, about the years 200 to 500, the Talmud, um, Jewish books, described different forms of punishments and executions for the witchcraft. Um, now, much later, which I'll get into that point, um, Pope Gregory the Ninth, yeah, IX, he actually outlawed the Talmud. But that's Jewish treatment, and that's another whole... Oh, I might be doing my own podcast from here forward. Uh, you guys are invited. Yay! Um, yay! I don't have time for a second. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, so let's see here. Timeline stuff. Uh, John of Salisbury wrote his skepticism about the reality of witches... Uh, writing in the night in 1154. I speculates that they don't do that because mm-hmm. it's dark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 1230s, an inquisition came about against heresy that was established in the Roman Catholic Church. Okay, so the inquisition. What a show. Exactly. Um, we must decide whether or not this is true and send people to investigate for centuries. For centuries. Um, so there were many different inquisitions that happened. Um, one of the main inquisitions, of course, we know is the Spanish Inquisition. Pink. Yes. One. Oh, one. yes. One. one. One Spanish Inquisition. Ah, ah, ah. ah, ah. ah. Um, the Spanish Inquisition was uh, started by uh, Ferdinand II and Isabella of Spain. Oddly enough, the same people who gave Columbus his commission to come and wipe out Native Americans. Huh. Um, but, you know, that's... that's. They don't make very smart decisions, d- do well, they, as monarchs? I, yeah, yeah. We'll say that. Um, so, yes, we had an Inquisition that happened in the uh, 1200s. And this is before even all of the um, Crusades were going down. Because the Crusades were mostly innocent <laughs> Innocent started the Crusades. Um, but Pope Gregory the Ninth, I mentioned him already, he wrote like 18 different papal bulls. The ones that were most um, important to the case of witchcraft was, were both in 1233. Uh, the first one is called Vox in Rama, and he calls for action against Luciferians and a supposed sect of devil worshippers. So the Luciferians were Catholics... 
but they worshipped Lucifer instead of God. So he went to go find out where these Luciferians were and root them out and get rid of them. Um, also in Vox and Rama, they, he brought up the, um, the first um, actual written down... Um, there's a word there. Um, but anyway, he first wrote down that witches and cats were t- linked together and cats were familiars of the devil. So that's the first time that it was actually written down. I mean, it was probably oral uh, tradition up until then, but Gregory said, cats is bad. Um, and his second one, the licit ad capiendos um, in 1233 marks the start of uh, the inquisition against the Luciferians by the church. Um, now, later in like 1235, he wrote the... Kumahora undecima. I know I'm butchering the Latin because I studied Russian, not Latin. Uh, if it was in Russian, I could be like, oh, zdrosvoytie minyazvoytie yamashina. All right, so Gregory the Gregory IX also wrote a bull authorizing friars to preach to the pagan nations. That's the Kumahora undecima. Um, so he already knows that there are pagan nations out there and he knows that they are not believers of the Catholic church. And so he knew that they were still doing the ancient practices, which was, you know, going out into the woods and looking for herbs to cure people and (sighs) medicine people. This was medicine that we were doing. And yes, I'm saying we, because damn it, I'm a witch and I'm proud of it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so Pope... Alexander IV came around in 1258, and he accepted that sorcery and communication with demons was amounted to a kind of heresy, which still is kind of weird because heresy is only if you are a believer of that religion, not if you're a believer of another religion. Um, So this opened up the possibility of the Inquisition concerned with heresy being involved with witchcraft investigations. So, Alexander IV was a douche, because he opened up, you know, all of us pagans to be persecuted as heretics. Then the motherfucker, Thomas Aquinas, and I have to say the motherfucker Thomas Aquinas, because uh, he, he he's a bastard. Now, the people of the Christian and Catholic faith believe that Thomas Aquinas was a fantastic theologian, and he was. He wrote some really good stuff. Um, But in Summa Theologiae, um, Thomas Aquinas briefly addressed sorcery and magic. He assumed that consulting demons included making a pact with them, which was, by definition, apostasy. Aquinas accepted that demons could assume the shapes of actual people. So, this also further defines what satanic witchcraft is. All because of fucking Thomas Aquinas. Um, 1306 to 1315, the church moved to eliminate the Knights Templar. Among the charges were heresy, witchcraft, and devil worship. Now, interesting segue right here. Um, the Christian, and I have to say Christian, um, image of Baphomet came from this time period. And I know a lot of people are out there going, wait, Baphomet is satanic. No. Baphomet, um, according to history, was a construct of the Catholic Church 
to look like what they considered the devil to look like. And this was, of course, um, before um, Dante Alighieri had his, um, you know, mushroom trip or whatever the fuck he did and went on his journey all the way through hell and up. Um, But Baphomet was created based off of an Arabic word, which I cannot remember for the life of me right now, and I need to look into that a little bit further, but it was based off of an Arabic word because they would, um, in the Muslim faith, they would, they would, you know, say some kind of chant and prayer that to something that sounded like Baphomet, but really and truly it was just another name for God, or Yahweh, as whoever you want to call him. Um, and so they created this image with the horns and the cloven feet and everything to start saying, oh, well, look, the Knights Templar believe in that. Because the Muslims do too, so they are in league with the devil. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I know, and and this it's just weird little tidbits that I find and I lose and then come back in my brain as I'm talking about stuff. So yeah, um, I, if and I'm, and I'm sure that there are people out there who are going to go. Well, that's not exactly right, and that's fine. Um, this is what I have personally learned. Um. And anybody is more than welcome to reach out to me to have further discussions about everything. And um, he's my expert, not yours. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. I couldn't find another one. No, it's so weird for anybody to call me an expert on anything. I'm just a guy who likes to fucking read. <laughs> read and retain. Yeah, and retain. Yeah, and that's regurgitate. True. That's true. Yeah. And I do like to regurgitate. <laughs> um. Not on my mic. <laughs> I was waiting for him to take a drink because I'm an asshole. Yes. These were donated. No, these are great mics. I love the sound on them. Yeah. Um, so we're going to skip over Innocent because he wasn't all that innocent. Um, John the 12th issued several bulls identifying more sorcery with heresy and packs with the devil. We're going to skip right over him because I, yeah. Um, They're making you mad now. These popes of... They're bulls and heresy. Oh, my gosh. And really and truly, all they were doing was continuing to define what happened at the Council of Nicaea and change it. But, I mean, well, no, that's another story. Or add on to it. (laughs) Um, Or pretend that they were there. I know know where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in 1317 in France, a bishop was executed (gasps) for using witchcraft in an attempt to kill Pope John the 22nd. Yeah, double X, double I. Um, this was one of several assassination plots again around that time against the Pope or a king. And from the thir- the 1300s, there's not a huge amount of documentation for witches. The main reason why? The Black Death. Everybody else is dying yeah. anyway. Why yeah, do we need yeah, to yeah, kill why, people? Why are we worried about witches when everybody else is dying? Oh, it's because witches started the Black Death. Oh, those damn dirty Muslims. No, I don't have any problem with them. That was them saying it, not me. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of finger pointing and everything. Um, so 1347, 1351, roughly, Black Death swept through all of Europe, adding to the willingness of people to see conspiracies against Christendom resulting in the deaths of an estimated 75 to 200 million people just in Eurasia. That was just the Black Death that swept them out. Now, this, uh, there were also a lot of other 
um, historical factors that went into it. There was a there was a drought. There was a bad winter. So food stores were low. People were starving and malnourished. And then the ships came in from um, across the ocean with the rats with the fleas on it, and the fleas just went nuts. And that's how the you know there's there's there are many 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 wonderful books out there about the Black Death. Um, I've got one at home right now, obviously, and um, I'm just not one. yeah just one for now because mm-hmm. I I, I want to get my feet wet into it before I start dipping in like I did with witches. <laughs> <laughs> we were driving to a friend's birthday party, and um, the theme was burning in hell or birthday from hell or whatever. And uh, so I, we didn't want to dress up because I knew I had to do this and the girls had to do other things. And I was like, oh, oh, I got it. We're modern witches. Because, you know, we, we can't wear clothing that doesn't look like what everybody else wears so that, you know, they can't point us out like they did in medieval Europe. <laughs> and I'll get to the hats later. Okay. <laughs> Does it have things to do with beer? There is that theory. Okay. Yeah, there is that theory, the which beer. was very interesting, and I did go down that line. Um, There's not a whole lot of evidence. And not that I've uncovered yet. 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 But it will happen if yeah. there is real evidence. So, Black Death, bad. Um, Council of Basil, which was also known as the Council of Florence. That lasted from 1431 to 1449. I like Basil more than Florence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, anything Florentine is good because it's got spinach. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Florentine Henderson was, you know, the Brady Bunch mom who had spinach in her teeth the whole time, right? Um, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> My maternal grandmother was named Florence. So, did she eat a lot of spinach? I don't remember. Huh. What is she? Does she have forearms like Popeye? Just to hug no. you. She no? had a whole okay. lot of books, though. Oh well, that's good. That's, that's good. Where, she probably... that, I think that's where my bibliophile yeah. thing came. Curling, from. yes. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> not a lot happened during the Council of Basil, um, but what did happen was many, many, many ca- Catholic leaders all came together in one area, and so you know, just like it happens when you get many people together, gossip started happening, and the gossip more than likely turned from godly things to satanic things to witches, and everybody was like, "Oh well, here, <laughs> I got a story for you about witches." And so they would talk about witches and what was going on in their areas to be able to spread the word of how to handle these issues. She turned me into a newt. A, a newt, hey. I got better. All right. You still um, have a weird smell, though. <laughs> well, that's natural. Yeah. That was before the newt. Yeah. That was before the newt. Um, about 1450, another papal bull or decree was written called Aurorius Gazazazorium. <gasps> Gazazazorium. Yes. Aurorius Gazazorium. I have not. Um, fully dipped into what the Aurora's Gazazorium is about yet because I just found out about it last night. It sounds um, like a chapter in the Karma Sutra. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll get more on the information on that later and that will be in the book, most definitely. I know that um, I've got the book that actually has the primary source in it in my personal collection, which actually is sitting in my backpack over there. Um so, yes, I'll read more about that later. But in 1478, dun-dun, the Spanish Inquisition. 
And we will save that for our next episode. Yes. Yes. We want to thank our newest Patreon supporters, Storm, for supporting our show on Patreon. Yes. You can support us as well and hear our 30-minute mini-sodes on Patreon. Yep. Great episodes. You guys are missing out if you're not supporting. So much fun. You can find the podcast on Instagram under Peg and Pod, on Twitter under Peg and Pod, and on Facebook as Millennial Peg and Podcast. You can also drop us an email at millennialpeganpod.gmail.com. At, at Gmail. I said at Gmail. You said dot .gmail.com. Dot .com. Where can they find you, Jera Correcta? <laughs> Uh, of course, uh, on Twitter, uh, at Jarrah Stone. And, of course, on Instagram, see my awesome cosplays and my life at Haggard, Haggard underscore Haggard underscore cosplay. Underscore. Underscore. Underscore underscore one one four. No, no, not, no, everything after that was not. And if they're angry about the history you just laid down and want to fight you yeah Tim, fight me where can they fight you you can fight me at my house which is for no <laughs> i didn't mean that no physical activity. bring it no um, entertainment. you live too close entertainment to me. from the yeah, party. Know, right <laughs> entertainment um, for the party entertainment for the party november 2nd what? um so yes you can find me on uh, facebook with either far from home uh which is we letter r far from home um, or Far From Home Presents. I don't remember what that one is, but it just t- type in Far From Home and put Presents at the end of it. Uh, the Presents is definitely more for the mythology and teaching stuff. Far From Home is my band. What? And if you didn't listen to the Polly um, uh, talk a couple episodes back, you missed out. Um, we might actually throw in one of the, my other songs for this one. I'll talk with uh, T in a bit. Okay with that. All right. Awesome. And you can find me personally on Facebook and Twitter as Autumn Wolf. You can also find me on our Instagram because that's my Instagram. Um, You can also find me on Iron Wolf Circle at WordPress. (laughs) Quiet. You're going to start a howl. Werewolves. Ironwolfcircle.wordpress.com. I don't care. Ooh. You can find Iron Wolf Circle at WordPress. Ooh, can I give a little teaser for, for the next episode? Yeah, you ready for this? Werewolves were also tried in Europe during the burning years. Ooh. Yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> the faces. So, from all of us here at Millennial Pagan Podcast, Merry Meet. Mary Park and, and Mary Mead again. again.